This morning we're going to be talking about goal settling, goal settling, <laughs> goal setting and scheduling. Um, I was going to call it for dummies, but then I thought, well, that may not be taken the right way, so we'll, we'll just uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <clears throat> it is good to uh, to spend some time with you today. I wanted to share something that, and I'll give you a handout at the end, that. Uh, that I got in college that we were given back a number of years ago that I have found helpful and I hope uh, it may may be helpful for you as well in goal setting and scheduling. Uh, we're going to talk about goals today. We're talking about um, how, to, how to put together goals and how to connect them to what we're doing every day. And that's one of the missing links that we'll talk about that oftentimes goes undone. So <clears throat> we're going to have several points. The first one is simply find the system that works for you. Okay, so <clears throat> here's the point. I think uh, for a lot of us, you know, there always are, are great systems that someone will come up with and they're very excited and they're very enthusiastic and they're very passionate about it. We might be excited for a while, but what I have found is that you're always tweaking whatever system you have. For example, uh, <clears throat> more and more these days, uh, a lot of things are being done on phones, right? goals, schedules, tasks, priorities, whatever. And for a long time I have resisted the electronic goal setting, you know, environment. Uh, I like paper and pencil. And I think that even is what um, is is sort of trendy these days. There there is a a pushback to for some to go back to writing down on on a piece of paper. Um, however, uh, more recently uh, personally, I have, because of the value of some of the electronic tools, uh, I have uh, branched out and gone into uh, more of the electronic uh, uh, environment for myself. The point that I, I say that is just that we're always changing and we're always tweaking things. And so if what we talk about today doesn't exactly fit you, that's okay. Um, if you find the system that works for you, that's the main thing. Um, so, <clears throat> there can be a lot of different ways that we do things, and um, I think you just have to find something that, that works for you. Uh, and one of the things that I like about this system, well, I'll tell you as we go. But the, first, the second point is, in goal setting and scheduling, get big picture first. Get the big picture first. <clears throat> okay, so what do I mean by this? In the system that I'm going to be describing to you, and again this is not rocket science, this is just the way one particular Uh, item has put it together. Roles and goals, you establish what do you want 
your life to be like, let's say, at the end point, okay? Not very fun to think about, you know, but sometime our life will end, we'll get to closer to the end than closer to the beginning, and we're going to look back and think, okay, what are some of the things that I have valued? What am I glad that I did? What, what am I trying to accomplish in my life? So <clears throat> what this system is talking about is establishing the different areas of our life and what we want at the end. So for example, one is spiritual. Okay, We might, if we think about a role, we might say, well, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So, <clears throat> what are our spiritual goals? What do you what do you want our life to be like at the end? If you can sum up what I've done, what I've been, what do you want it to be? And this is maybe not, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. This is this is at the end. And obviously, sometimes these things, these types of concepts are more conceptual, you know, a little bit harder to nailed down, um, but maybe we just, you know, the end point is, I want to be in the kingdom of God, right? Okay, that's, that's, that's the end point, right? That's, that's, that's where I want my life to be. Okay, that's one. What about <clears throat> family? Now, maybe your role is a husband, most of you are not at this table anyway. Some of you others, gentlemen, are. But maybe it's a maybe it's a daughter. Maybe it's a brother. What are your roles in the area of family? And what do you want your end point to be? At the end of your life, you want to look back. What are some of the descriptors. Well, maybe that, that I've been a, a successful, loving, you know, faithful, dot, 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 whatever I am, a husband or daughter or sister or brother. Now again, successful, what does that mean? Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute, but that's, that's the point. And then we, we go down the list and we define um, other things. So <clears throat> let's say professional. Professional. These are all still big picture. Work, career. When you're, when you're all done, what do you want it said about you? That you were maybe, you were respected, um, you were uh, de dependable, successful, right? Whatever. So, what are the other some other areas of your life? <clears throat> Here's another health. What do you want at the end of your life? Now, of course, you know. In the natural consequence of, of time, at the end of your life, your health typically is not as good. But generally, so what will you have wanted your life to look like looking back? You know, the, 
strong, healthy, vibrant, right? Anything, all the, all the things that we would think of that we would want. You see where this is going? That we're breaking down our life into different parts. Um, what about <clears throat> what about education? Now I understand there's there's some overlap because right now you guys this is a big 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 part of your life. But what about after your college years are over? Is your education gonna just gonna stop then, or are you going to keep learning? Uh, you know, so maybe. You, 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 when you look back, you want to have an, an active life, active mind, you know, continue to be a learning as a way of life, etc. Maybe one more we could put is, uh, oh, uh, recreation. <clears throat> okay, um, good work life balance that's what we hear a lot these days and then maybe one more social um, friendships good relationships okay so do you see what we're doing we're, we're breaking down our life into different parts, about the different roles that we play. And we're thinking about, okay, we're not putting a time frame on it yet, we're just thinking about what, what do I want? You know, nobody would want uh, their health to be broken, right, their whole life. Um, nobody just seeks to have uh, dysfunctional relationships in their, in their family. Right? You, you don't seek out for those things. Nobody wants to not be in the kingdom of God. Um, but we, I think it's helpful if we actually put it down on paper. And we actually write it somewhere. And we, we, we think about it. We verbalize it. We say, where, where am I going? So that's the big picture. <clears throat> Getting the big picture first. And let's look at a couple of scriptures or if you don't have your your bibles I'll just turn to a couple of references quickly these are fairly predictable Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 Jesus is talking about not worrying about, you know, food, clothing, the necessities of life. Doesn't mean we don't work, but he's saying, look, I'm going to take care of you. And then he says, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. So does God, uh, you know, does he focus on the big picture? Does he want us to focus on the big picture. Well, obviously, yes. That's where it all starts. Uh, here we're going to be going to the feast in just a few weeks. And isn't it something remarkable how God's feast days are specifically designed to help us focus on the big picture? If you think about it, so we are going to be going to the feast. And, and what are we envisioning? 
are are we going to be talking about what we're doing the you know the next six months the rest of the year the rest of 2019 are we going to be talking about what we're going to be doing 2020 2021 well no we're going to be talking about a thousand years of stuff and then after that we're going to be talking about on the last great day what happens after the thousand years think about that for a moment that that god is is always looking ahead and he's actually just by going through the holy days he's training us to get the big picture as well let's turn over to um second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 when one of our our children was small we and we would pray together in the evening one time and and they would always hear especially dr meredith talking about the big picture we've got to get the big picture and so uh, this child i won't mention who it was uh, but uh, they this person said uh, was praying and asking god to help help us to have the big picture they were like three years old, you know, three or four. Not the little picture, the, but the big picture. So we always kind of chuckled about that, you know. So in, in her mind, it was like uh, not, you know, uh, whatever it is, it's a really, really big picture. We don't want the little picture. We want the big picture. So Second Peter chapter 3 and verse, verse 9. Okay. So what is, what is God's perspective? Verse 8, uh, Beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is longsuffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but, all, but that all should come to repentance. So what's God's goal? His his goal is this goal for everybody, overarching for all humanity. We know that, that's nothing new, but just let that sink in a little bit because getting the big picture is what God is all about. And that is his, his big picture, that he wants everybody in his kingdom. Okay, so... <clears throat> Where are we going in our life? What is, what is important? Uh, what are we striving to accomplish? And this is the, the point where we identify the different roles we have in our life. We identify the different roles. And I think that's helpful as we do that. Okay, so number three. Then... Connect the long-term with the short-term. And this is, you know, we could go to sort of medium-range goals next, but I I don't want to yet because I want to make a point here. weekly schedule and this is what ex- 
excited me when I learned about this in college. The whole idea of, of not just setting goals and not just making, thinking through and imagining what you want your life to be like, but actually connecting it to what am I doing this week? And how do we do that? So for example, and we're gonna fill this in a little bit later, <clears throat> but for example, the whole system is meant to, to do this. You set up each week when you Think about your week. What are you going to be doing at the beginning of the week? Education, recreation, and social. <coughs> the point is, how many people and I, I'm included, I think probably all of us in this room are included at, at some point or another. How many people make goals and they're very excited about their goals and they have them on a piece of paper and they have them in a folder or they have them in a drawer somewhere and they're very excited and these are great goals and I want to I do all these things. This is, what, this is me. I can see it. I can taste it. And then the following Monday it's like they forget all of these things. And they just think, okay, well this week, I'm gonna have to take the dog to the vet. I'm gonna have to take this test. I've gotta write this paper. I've gotta study for this other thing. I've gotta vacuum. I've gotta, you know, take out the dog. I've gotta clean the, the stove. What, you know, all of the, and, and we forget all of the big picture things. So as we go along, if nothing else, if you don't remember anything else from this, my suggestion to you is make a habit of every week, the beginning of the week, when you sit down and plan out your week, divide your life into these areas and think about what am I going to do in these areas that is going to help me to get to and I know that may sound like a, you know, a big, huge, heavy thing, but if we're not connecting our weekly schedule to the big goals, how, how much are we, re how, how important really are these things? So we've got to connect the long-term with the short-term. <clears throat> and again, the reason why I, I, call this uh, goal setting and scheduling for dummies is because there's so many traps. There's so many things that, that, that we all make mistakes and we all sort of fall into ditches and we all sort of uh, fall into pitfalls. When we're talking about goals, we're talking about plans and it's helpful to understand that there are, there are, there are principles that help us to stay on track. Okay. So we've got to connect the long-term with the short-term. What about number four? What is number four? Okay, now is where we 
get specific. Five to ten years. Let's start talking about, um, okay, so what are some things that we might, what, what are some goals that we might set? If this is our big goal, you know, wh wh what do I want to be doing five to ten years from now? Any, any ideas, any thoughts, any feedback? Uh, be regularly doing prayer and Bible study. Okay, okay, good. Regular. Uh, let me. How how? That's a really good point. But why don't we save that for over here? Okay. Okay. Oh no no no! I changed my mind. I think that's excellent. We're we're actually going to leave that there. Okay, regular. Prayer and Bible study. Okay. Good. What, what else? Any other ideas? Uh, family. Where, where do you want to be in terms of family five or ten years from now? Married. Okay. Married. Children. And we want to have kids someday? Raise children? Yeah. <coughs> that would be exciting. Okay, good. Um, and what about, what about you know, other relationships as a brother or a daughter? Uh, how would we describe that with our parents or with our siblings? What, don't overthink it, you know. Good relationship? How about that, okay, okay. Good, good relationship. with siblings, how about that? And maybe going up here, maybe um, uh, being close to God, maybe that's another descriptor. We're still talking about things that are, let's face it, difficult to measure, right? And I think that's why sometimes, I'm just speaking personally, sometimes goal setting is hard, especially when you're talking about the intangibles it, in your spiritual life, it's really hard to say, well, you know, if I, if I check off these boxes, then I will be on my way to the kingdom. No, it doesn't, doesn't work that way, even though there are some tangible things. But anyway, <clears throat> okay. What about professional? Uh, work, career? Uh, five, ten years. Any ideas? Where do you want to be? Oh. Steady job. Steady job, okay. Steady job. Um, anything else? Well, in the case of the men especially, making enough to provide for your family. Okay. Uh, sort of goes with Sam. Okay. That's 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 good. Uh, good income. Okay. Good. Whatever good means, right? Saving. Okay. We'll we'll put down that down in uh, financial. How about no debts? Five to ten years from now. Does that sound pretty good? 
Yes. So we'll, we're dropping down to <coughs> financial here for a moment. Okay, what about for, what about for the ladies? Is this a bad word? Is that a bad word? I mean, in our in our world, it is right. As a as a professional career goal, what lady would 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 vocalize that? I want to be a mother, and I want to be a homemaker. And yet, that is that's a, that is a honorable, and that's what actually is biblical, right? By the way, <clears throat> personally, I know my wife has has expressed that. She likes that, this word better than that word, or better than this word. Why? Because this word, this phrase is sort of a negation of something. It's like, well, you're staying at home because you're not out. So it's more of a negation, negation of, of working out. A housewife, <clears throat> again, you're well. You're tied to the house. You know, you're you're chained to the house, as opposed to building something. You're building a home. That's the way. That's the way I know that she sees her role. That she's she's not tied to anything. She's not just not working out in the world. She's actually building an environment and building future God beings at, at home. So. Just a little, for no extra charge, and throw that one in there. So, <coughs> for what it's worth, pet peeve. Okay. What about health? So, five to ten years from now, do you, do you, you know, you want to be in a wheelchair? You want to not be able to walk? Uh, you want to have uh, type two diabetes? Is that the, the one? Type two or type? I don't know which way. Which way? Two. Yeah. So, you know, where, where do you want to be five to ten years from now? Now, again, this might be still a little bit vague, but any, any ideas, descriptors, health-wise, five to ten years? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so you want to be buff right now. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, okay, strong. Well, you know, we'll just... Um, what else can we, what other descriptors can we uh, fit, right? Maybe, um, um, let's, let's, let's think of some, okay, so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this, maybe consistent exercise, right, right? Maybe getting consistent sleep, how about that? we got to put it down there so we can make a goal for it. Okay, education. How about education? So <clears throat> five or ten years from now, done with, hopefully, uh, college uh, classes, right? But where, what do you want to be doing? Maybe a habit of, uh, of reading, right? Uh, certain goals of different different books you want to read, 
and you know <coughs> maybe the newspaper however you do that uh, okay same thing recreation um, any ideas we want to put down what do you want to be doing as 10 years from now, five, 10 years from now, how do you want to see your, your recreational life? Uh, sort of maintaining your hobbies. Okay, okay. Maintaining hobbies. Now, uh, here, you know, if we're here, then maybe our recreation will be centered around home, right? If we have children, then our, our recreation is going to be doing stuff with them, right? So, um, <clears throat> and our wife or husband. And social friendships, good relationships. Um, we might say involved at church, etc. Okay. <clears throat> this is still pretty general, isn't it? And, and it, it's, it feels awkward to put dates on there, but let's just say five to 10 years is what we're talking about. Okay, what about six months to one year? Okay, now we're starting to get, get specific. So what are we going to do to make sure this, in five or 10 years from now, we're doing this? So that at the end, we're doing this. What do we need to do, let's say, over the next six months? Let's, let's put some real numbers on this. Any thoughts? Build habits, for instance. Okay, so how, like, let's say, for example, we're looking at the next few months. How much do I want to, what, what target am I shooting for that I pray every day? study every day. Now, now it's good to put some minutes by it, you know? So, 30 minutes, how about, does that sound good? 30 minutes a day, pray, 30 minutes, study. This is not rocket science, I understand. Uh, fast, once a month. <coughs> We get, get the point, right? So if we're going to be, if we're wanting to be married with children and having good relationships with our siblings in five to 10 years, what do we need to be doing over the next six months or one year? Luigi. Going out on dates and stuff. Okay, okay, dating, right? Yeah, getting to know. Others, um, maybe going to activities, right? Spending the money to uh, go to activities or, or the feast, you know, brick weekend. Maybe studying about relationships. There are a lot of books about marriage and raising children, right? So we, we start preparing ourselves. If we're wanting to be there, then we do that. What about professional 
We want five to ten years from now a steady job, good income, homemaker. What 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 are we doing in the next six months to prepare for that? Any ideas? Well, some of us are going back to school. Okay, okay. So um, going back. To, so maybe we'll put that down here. Going back to, well, I mean, it could be up there because that really is professional as well. Go back to school. <clears throat> what about in, um, in our work life now? We're all, we're all working, right, in, in part-time jobs during this year. So good work habits now, right? Being dependable, on time, you know, not causing problems, right? Yeah, that's that's a good way to prepare for this if we're doing those things now, right? Okay, health. So now let's put some real numbers to our health. So what are we going to do in the next six months? What what's a priority? How are we going to get here? in five to ten years, what are we going to do? Are we going to exercise? Okay, exercise three times a week, right, or four, or whatever. Anything else? Eat, eat. So we're trying to put this in a little bit more specifics. So maybe set a goal of what's a reasonable time to go to go to bed when you're in school. One. <laughs> okay. Let's roll it back. How about twelve thirty? Mm. Okay. So whatever. Let, let's say. Uh, let's say uh, you know. Let's say eleven. Eleven o'clock bedtime. You know, 50% of the time, whatever. <laughs> okay? And understanding that sometimes when you're in school, it, it, it's not going to happen all the time. The point is that we, we make some, we make some, um, make some specific goals. <clears throat> Education, I'm going to... Now, right now, you're, you're studying, so maybe outside reading is less of an issue in terms of, um, in terms of you know, reading other things, but maybe uh, education, you know, um, over the next six months to a year. Well, let's leave that blank, because you've got that going. Um, <clears throat> Recreation, what are we going to do for recreation over the next six months to a year? Field trips. Field trips, okay. Field trips. All right. Other activities, right? Social, 
Yeah, that's sort of goes with there. And financial. So what are some things, some specific things that we're going to do in the next six months to a year financially? Start saving or continue saving. Okay. Uh, set saving goals. Monitor spending, right? Etc. <clears throat> okay. So you get the point. So we've gotten a little bit more specific. Uh, we're putting, for example, dating. Let's say we we put a number to that. We want to we want to date. Um, what's a reasonable number? Thirty-two. <laughs> you know, I, you guys are yeah okay. So let's say let's say fifty times in six months. You get out there, don't you? <laughs> Is that reasonable? Okay. Okay, you get the point. So, <clears throat> one way or the other, we need to be specific. We need to connect it with our big goals. Um, let's go to number five. Use the holy days for introspection. Isn't it interesting that God tells us three times in a year to come before him and give an offering? And during those times in the year, how many sermons do we hear about evaluating our life? Before the Passover, how many times do we hear the admonition to think about where we've been and think about where we're going? The Feast of Unleavened Bread, what does that symbolize? It symbolizes our whole life, doesn't it? The seven days represents our life. So using a little bit of time before Unleavened Bread is a great way to not just evaluate our sins and repent of our sins, but think about where we're going. And think about our, our goals. What does our life mean? Where do we want to end up? And, and what am I doing? And, and you know now if it's Passover time, what am I going to be doing over the next three months, six months, to, to hit my goals? And what do I need to focus on? What do I need to really focus on? Uh, Pentecost, the same thing. Pentecost comes up. And we hear sermons about being first fruits. We hear sermons about the role of the church today, why we're here, that it's not just for our own salvation, but we're a part of the work, and that we're examining, you know, we're, we're thinking about what we're doing. I mean, that whole Holy Day is focused on, on us and our role and what God wants us to be doing. Then we get to the Feast of, on the Feast of Tabernacles, last great day, as... We already talked about. Again, we go to the feast and we hear, what, 10 sermons or, or more, maybe 11. And, I mean, uh, you know, an hour apiece. So that's a lot of, that's about 10 or 11 or 12 hours of sitting 
in a chair listening to someone expound about the future and expound about our role and what we're doing. <clears throat> Maybe another, you know, another thought as we prepare to go to the feast, Maybe don't just think about being a court reporter, you know, and, and taking notes in that way at the feast. But think about when you're listening and when you're hearing a sermon or a sermonette. Imagining your life and, and w what is this saying to me right now? And where am I going? And what do I want to be? The other <coughs> aspect is when we fast. Use our fasts to think about our life and, and this is something that I have found really interesting and helpful that when I have a personal fast my, my mind tends to go not just to you know some uh, you know, spiritual things but also what, what am I doing with my life where am I going you know am I am I hitting my goals am I accomplishing do I am I headed in this direction and if not, do I need to make some adjustments here over the next three or six months? And do I need to focus more on some things here? So fasts are a great way to do that. Okay, <clears throat> so number six, let's loop back to our weekly schedule. So, let's talk about this a little bit. <clears throat> if it's this week, if, if, if we were doing this yesterday on Monday, and you were setting up your schedule about what you need to be doing, um, what are some of the things that you might identify? Okay, let's, let's talk about health. Are there any issues that, and I'm not going to get personal here, you don't have to tell me all your medical issues, but um, you know, we, we might think, okay, <clears throat> I have not been drinking enough water. I've been getting kind of dehydrated and I'm just not feeling good. I need, I know I need to drink water. Okay, so you know what, I'm going to write down in my weekly schedule some notes to myself to drink, drink more water. Drink water, eight glasses a day, whatever, right? And I'm going to put that in a part of my, my schedule along with, you know, get the oil change and along with cut the grass and along with, you know, all the different things I need to do. What about family? What about, um, <clears throat> you know, I just feel like I haven't been as connected with my parents back home or my siblings lately and you know so this week I really need to focus I want to I want to call so-and-so and I put it in there because I've made a, a priority here of having a good relationship with my, with my siblings and it's all getting jumbled here but you know uh, it's important for me over the next six months or one year to stay connected to them. And so if I don't feel connected, I'm making a point, a task in my weekly schedule to call up my mother or my dad or my siblings. 
<coughs> what about um, what are some other uh, other things here? Okay, spiritual. Let's say let's say I'm taking LE and I'm having classes every day and I'm learning tons and tons of things. But you know, the last few days, I just feel like I'm just pouring, I'm opening my head and I'm pouring in information. And I feel like I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of information, I'm memorizing stuff and I can spit it back, but I, but I, I don't, I, I haven't been applying it to myself enough. So this week, I want to take some time to, to, to focus on applying something that I that I've learned or take some time to actually to, to, to be studying reading the Bible for what I can learn and what I how I can grow just as an example you see what I'm talking about <clears throat> Maybe the, the, the social thing here, okay, <clears throat> and recreation. Maybe I really like the studies, I really like my classes, but I've found out that, wow, you know, there are, there are other activities that, are, that I have to do here, that I, like field trips, and you know, I, I'm not crazy about hiking, or I'm not crazy about doing whatever the activity is, but I've been assigned to do it this week. You know to set it up or to run it and so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna really focus on throwing myself into it and and it may be maybe if I, if I wouldn't put it on my schedule I would just sort of push it out of my mind and then <laughs> until it it happens and it's you know I'm not happy about it but maybe I actually think you know I'm going to take some time to plan this or, or take some time to prepare myself for this because it's important, whatever. <clears throat> the point is, what are we doing here that is going to get us to over here? But what about professional in our job? Have I, have I been late? Have I been showing up late, you know? And don't worry, I'm not, uh, I'm not watching any of you guys, <laughs> so I'm not saying anything in particular. But so maybe I need to, this week, I need to get up five minutes earlier or ten minutes earlier, right? And leave, make a goal of leaving the house at a certain time. Because being on time here is going to affect this and is going to affect here it's going to affect here. It's connected. They're all connected. <clears throat> okay. Let's um, let's wrap this up here with number seven, and it really goes back to. Number, number two, keep God in the picture. 
Keep God in the picture. Let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Would anyone like to read verse 5 and 6 for us here? Any volunteers? Yep, help. <clears throat> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Okay. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. If you know, if we want to be successful, or rather, let me rephrase that. Only let God be involved in the areas of your life that you want to be successful. <laughs> so if you don't really care about your health being successful, then don't involve him in your life. If you don't really care about your family being successful, then don't bother talking to him about it. You know, it's not important. Uh, if you don't care about your work and career being successful, you see what I'm saying. The things that are important to us, he says, all your ways, let all your ways, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Psalm 37. Psalm 37 and verse 3 through uh, 6. Any volunteers? Psalm 37, verse 3 through 6. Jared. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as light and judgment as the new day. Okay. Same idea as what we read before, um, but said a little differently. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, does that mean that it's automatic? You know, that if you if you write these things down, you want to be married with children in five or ten years. If you pray about it and ask God for it, He's obligated to give it to you. Of course not, right? But this lets Him know that it's important to you. And that's another aspect, I think, of this number seven is even though we write stuff down, be flexible. Be flexible. And this is one of those pitfalls I think that we can fall into with goals and goal setting. That sometimes when we write things down and it doesn't happen or something is beyond our control and we just throw up our hands, we just give up, we think, you know, I'm never going to do this again because it, it just doesn't work. Well, sometimes things are beyond our control. Sometimes we, we can't exactly control if we're going to meet the right person, right? We can't exactly control what job we get. I mean, we, we, can, we can prepare, we can, you know, do certain things and, and train ourselves, but uh, sometimes there are, there are things that are beyond our control, or maybe the economy changes, or maybe along the way God 
shows us something that takes us a different direction. <clears throat> As an example, I have, um, I'm going to give you a handout when we close, but I have the handout that I, I filled out here about 30 years ago. It's amazing. And I still have it. Where is it? And it's really interesting reading some of the some of the things that I wrote down when I was in college. This was, I think, about 1989. And um, you know, I I talked about spiritual goals here. You know, overcoming negativism and overcoming gluttony and laziness and fear and you know all those all bad things. Putting on the mind of Christ. And, uh, and overcoming doubt, you know. Well, I'm still working on some of those things, you know. Uh, but uh, but it, when we write it down, we actually make progress that direction. Um, married. I made a goal that I wanted to be married by January 1993. I didn't make it. I'm a failure. I was married in 1995, not 1993, you know, so, no, of course, not a failure, but the point is that you can't control it, but I thought, I, this is just, I want to, I want to throw that wall, that goal up on the wall and see if it sticks. I, I wanted to see, I wanted to, to be there, but sometimes the dates don't always, you don't, you don't always know. Um, I made a goal. I wanted to have four healthy kids between 1994 and 2002. I know this sounds corny, you know, making goals of and putting dates on them. But, you know, actually, we've had four children, and it was a little bit later, but, uh, but God provided that. So <clears throat> some of my other uh, goals here were, were, were different. Um, I wanted some uh, job in, in some aspect of... Um, the media, uh, something with writing and that sort of thing, and my my life took a different direction. But guess what? Later on, God has given me the opportunity to, to write and be involved in the media in, in different ways. So <clears throat> I was just throwing things out, sort of my wish list here. But it's interesting how being flexible, it's important, but God also wants to know what we want. He wants to know what's important to us. And he wants us to make progress that direction. Let me close by mentioning a little bit of a story about a man named Ernest Shackleton. Anybody ever heard of Ernest Shackleton? Mr. Frank has. <clears throat> this is a book called The South. It's not about the, the Deep South. It's about, well, the really Deep South, Antarctica. And the story of this man back in 1914 attempting to cross Antarctica, be, to be the first man to cross the continent. And this is what the back cover says. His destination, Antarctica. His expectations high. Veteran explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton set out on the eve of the First World War in pursuit of his goal to lead the first expedition across the last unknown continent. Instead, his ship, the Endurance, became locked in sea ice. For nine months, Shackleton fought a losing battle with the elements before the drifting ship was crushed and his crew marooned. They were floating on an iceberg 
in, in, sort of separated from the mainland for months until it locked up and they were able to, well then they, it, it started breaking up. Their ship broke up. They had to escape from that ice, that floating uh, ice flow uh, in their boats. It, it's incredible. Shackleton's gripping account of his incredible voyage follows him and his men across 600 miles of unstable ice flows to a barren rock called Elephant Island. It records how with a crew of four, he crossed 500 and, er, sorry, 850 miles of the worst seas in a 22-foot-long open boat. So after his ship was marooned and, uh, and, and it was crushed by the ice, he left most of his men there, and he and about four other men got in an open boat, a 20-foot-long boat, and they, they, they went look at it sometime from <clears throat> Antarctica across the open ocean up to a, a place called, I think it was South Georgia Island. 850 miles in open seas. They had hurricane storms, they had huge waves. It's, it's a miracle that they survived at all. When they landed in South Georgia Island, around that time they had a horrible storm and a huge ship was actually sunk in the same storm that they had to, that they survived in. Uh, incredible. He said, once they got to South Georgia Island, then they had to traverse over 20 miles of mountainous terrain to reach the nearest outpost of civilization. The trek that they took over land was not done again by hikers until like 1955. It was so difficult. It was a mountain climbing hike. And all they had was 50 feet of rope and a, uh, I think a, an ice axe or something. And these men, out of necessity, they, they did it. He, he cared for his crew so much when one man lost his, his mittens, uh, Ernest Shackleton gave him his. Uh, he wound up having you know, frostbite with his hands. <clears throat> Shackleton recounts too the efforts of his support party aboard the Aurora. That was, that was another ship that was landed on the other side of the continent they were going to meet. Who in temperatures of negative 50 degrees and winds of 80 miles per hour still managed to drop off supplies on the opposite side of the continent, little suspecting the fate of the endurance and the ordeal of its crew. This whole thing took a couple of years while they went through this. Let me read a little bit from the preface of what he says. And he didn't lose a man. From his ship, it's incredible. He did not lose a man. At one point, they were uh, several of them were on this ice floe, and there was a leopard seal that had sniffed them out and was trying to attack them and would, would jump up onto the ice and would gallop after them, however a leopard seal gallops, but it, it, would, it, would, it was trying to eat them, hundreds of pounds, and then they would run away from it and it would go under the ice and they'd be running and it would go under the water and it would, it would break through the ice up ahead. Of, it was terrifying as you read the account. I think they finally killed it, uh, but uh, incredible story.